To love learning. To laugh. To love. To be loved. To see beauty. To understand. To bring grace. To the things that matter most. This is Psychology America with Dr. Alexandra. Welcome to my show. For every life stage, we have questions. Let's enhance our lives together as we explore the things that matter most. So Cass, you have a New York City cab story. Oh yes, there's plenty of those out there, but I have one for you today. A New York City cab story. I was um, in a cab with two kids. I was babysitting for. Yes. Now this is a shared ride cab. It's called Via. New Yorkers are probably familiar with it. And basically... Explain that. What is that? You save money by ordering a Via instead of like an Uber or a yellow cab. And and because it's, you save money because it's shared. So you get other people. Right. You can in the pick cab. up or drop off along your route. Other okay. people. Were there people in this cab? Yes. This one was uh, especially crowded. Uh, usually there's maybe one other person, but there was two people in this, this cab. Okay. You, these two children, mm-hmm. you're babysitting mm-hmm. and these two strangers right. and the driver. And the driver. I'm in the back with the two kids. Uh, the boy is about nine or 10 and the little girl, she's maybe seven or eight at the time. And I've, you know, I've babysat these kids for a very long time. And, uh, this must've been about three years ago. So I'm in the cab and both children were especially irritable and hitting each other and kicking and, and blaming each other. And so I, were they loud? They were, they were loud. Yeah. And yeah, you're, yeah. and they're strangers and they're strangers just kind of looking, <laughs> judging. Probably. How are you feeling? <laughs> uh, awkward and kind of on the spot and, um, maybe a little embarrassed, uh, yes. but it was, it was awkward. Yeah. So yeah. I purposefully sit in between them mm-hmm. and they're still kind of like climbing over they're me. They're climbing on right. you. And now this is the time of your life when through your PhD studies, you were just starting a year-long intensive study on parent management training. Correct. It was under one of the world experts on this topic at the Yale University Parenting Center. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm learning all these new skills and I thought, okay, what better way or better time than now uh, during you know this unique <laughs> uh, cab experience than to practice some of the skills that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And the one in particular that I decided to practice was attending and ignoring. Okay. So what did that mean here? (laughs) So attending is attending to, right? So it's paying attention to, it's, it's giving attention to positive behavior, good behavior, behavior that we want our, to see in our children Mm -hmm. and ignoring is not paying any attention to bad behavior or negative behavior or things we we don't want to see our children do, like climbing over Cassandra and hitting <laughs> each other, right? Don't want to see that in the back of the cab. <laughs> so uh, here I am in the back, in the middle. And um, at this point, you know, I had to start catching them doing good because no one's really being good, right? Yeah. So split second. Split second of... Okay quiet, keeping your hands to yourself, you know, maybe, uh, uh, when, um, they were more involved in their phone than each other, yes. um, or whatever device they might've had, uh, keeping their hands in their feet and sitting still. 
So when you caught them, Mm -hmm. when they did this in split seconds, what did you do? I immediately turned to them and praised them. And the praise with words, with words, and also touch. Okay. Okay. So there's different types of praise, right? But yes. we want to pay attention to the good behaviors and catch them and and catch them doing good and which is acknowledge hard to do. it right away, mm-hmm. right away. So what kind of thing did you say? So great job keeping your hands to yourself, keeping your feet to yourself, and sitting still. I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. A little rub on the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about ignoring? What would that look like? So ignoring is not acknowledging the behavior. Um, and to do that, it's, you can also use body language, right? Okay. So subtle movements, like moving, shifting your body so that your back is facing the person. The child that's having bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So you would shift your back, give your back more. Right. And not say a word. Right. Right. Yes. No eye contact. Right. So you want to make sure you're ignoring. So no eye contact mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. and certainly no words. And even if you were to admonish the child, that would be giving attention. So you don't exactly. do that. You don't exactly. even say, cut that out. You don't right. say that. Right. You just turn your eyes, mm-hmm. turn your body, stay quiet, mm-hmm. and then pay attention and catch that good behavior. And catch the good. So as soon as they are back to sitting still, keeping their hands to themselves, I'm right on them giving lots of praise yes. and attention. So just imagine that though in the cab, right? So you're confined. It's easier when you're standing, <laughs> you have more <laughs> yeah. space, but it's a lot of turning, going back and forth and trying to catch good and ignoring the bad. Um, and at one point uh, I'm praising the little boy because he's, yes. you know, back in his phone and he's quiet and he's sitting nicely, hands and feet to himself and the little girl, you know, she's, um, you know, kicking and, you know, being loud on the other side. So I'm ignoring that attending to the boy yes. and she notices this. And I think this is important too, because kids do catch on if you're praising another child, yes. they like that praise and they like that attention. But at this point she's pulling on my sleeve and she's like, Cassandra, aren't I doing well? Take a look at me. Look at me. Look, my feet, my hands are to myself. I'm doing well. Look at me. So <laughs> I thought it was adorable. But I, I waited until, you know, she settled down and did exactly what she was describing, what she knows she needs to do at this point in order to get the praise. So then yes. I started, I turned right back to her and started attending. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they pretty much behaved after a while. Yeah. Um, and kind of caught on as well. Um, yes. For example, uh, I'm attending to the little girl and I'm saying, great job keeping your hands and your feet to yourself. And the little boy says to me, Cassandra, we don't need instructions on how to sit still. Yes, of course not. Of course they not. They knew but, that all along. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to tell us how to sit still. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> mm. So this is reminding me a little bit about my dissertation mm-hmm. way back when. And I asked the question, what is the best way to give feedback if you want to improve performance in adults? Mm -hmm. And part of the dissertation process for me was to research every article that had ever been done on the topic of feedback and performance. So I found out to my surprise that in one third of the cases that people receive feedback, their performance gets worse. Mm -hmm. And 
I guess it was surprising because sometimes we think, well, if we just tell them what's wrong, right. then they'll change it. Right. And it's not the case. Not mm-hmm. all feedback is good feedback. And it does feel natural, right? That, okay, so I'll just tell you what's wrong and then you'll yes. know how to fix it. And part of being specific specific in your praise, right? With these yes. kids in particular, um, is that they need the clear instructions on what to do. Yes. Even though they might know what to do, like the boy said, right? Oh, I know how to sit still. But but in that moment, you know, he was he was not able to sit still yes. and needed some of that redirection. But just giving the specific instructions is so important, mm-hmm. right? And the in the positive. In the positive, yeah, right. Showing them, the, the way I describe it is show them the castle. Mm-hmm. Show them exactly what you want and what the good behavior is, right. which you did. You keep your hands to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think about my four children at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. I will catch them sitting the right way, just sitting still, behaving, watching the others, uh, listening to the others speak, listening to me speak, taking turns when they speak. And then I'll catch them and I'll be like, nice job when they do it the right way. And you have to catch them, right? Because it's against their nature too, to focus on the positive behaviors. It's our nature to really focus on the negative. And why is that? Well, um, evolutionarily speaking, right? I mean, survival was about focusing on the negatives in our environment. Hmm. And so as we evolved, we've kept that, right? So we're, we're kind of scanning our environment for the dangers, right? And that can be in the form of, you know, that 10th item from the feedback, right? Oh, so... Yes, this is from our conversation earlier mm-hmm. when I was talking about how when someone gets a performance evaluation right. at work, they will receive 10 different items and nine of them will be, this is what's going well, this is what's good. Exactly. The 10th one might be, this is what's not working or you're not doing well. Right. And the person will go back and for the next few days, all they'll think about, all that their brain will flash is the thing, that 10th item that they didn't that they did wrong or not good enough. And that's all they think and about. And that's all and, they focus on. And unfortunately, you want the employee to focus on the other nine and get even better at the good things. Right. And, right. and not reinforce that in their brain. And each time it flashes in their brain, it's really reinforcing mm-hmm. this pathway about about the negative mm-hmm. behavior or performance. Right. Yes. But it feels so natural. Well, it is. Right. That, that's what our right. brains do. It just snaps right there. So... When attending and ignoring, it was so difficult for me to manage that in the cab because it was a new skill, right? So yes. I'm I'm trying so hard to attend to the positive yes. and ignore the negative when I'm used to attending to the negative yeah. and ignoring the positive. The natural way might be mm-hmm. cut that out. Exactly. Be- yeah. A reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which is attention. It's like any new skill. It, it's not natural in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when do we use ignoring as adults? Um, well, with adults. I with adults. With adults, right. So, yeah. Because we can ignore with children. When do we, we ignore with adults in our lives? I mean, every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every day. Um, so the same thing applies Okay. So when an adult, let's, you know, it could be 
anyone, a parent, a friend, a coworker, a boss, yes. um, does something that maybe you would define as, you know, negative behavior, you can ignore it. It's subtle. Yes. And then attend to the good behavior. So it's always paired. It's you don't just paired. ignore the bad right. behavior. You do ignore it, but it it's paired with acknowledging the good behavior when it happens. Right. Hopefully it does happen. Right. And so with that, right. So the idea behind it being that, you know, humans respond to attention, whether it's negative or positive, right. It's reinforcing yes. the behavior. Yes. So you want to attend to the positive because you want that behavior to increase. Yes. And then when you ignore the negative behavior, it'll decrease. Yes. And there are situations mm -hmm. where we want the behavior to 100% decrease. Right. And that would be to, to lead it to extinction. To extinction. So you don't want to give it any attention. Right. For example. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I recently got a text from an ex-boyfriend. And you are in a committed, I you am. are engaged. Newly engaged. So this was... Congratulations again. Yes. Um, very exciting. But this was about a year ago and I was just moving in with my now fiance. Yes. And I get this text from an ex-boyfriend from, I don't know, maybe three years before that. Yes. And I haven't spoken to him in such a long time. And he's texting me and, and you know, I could tell in his text, he's kind of reaching out and asking you know, starting to open a conversation again. Ah, right. As um, they do. As they do. Okay. How did he open that? <laughs> How did he open that line of communication? How do they open that line? Uh, he, he basically said, Hey, you know, what are you up to these days? Would you want to grab, you know, a coffee or a drink sometime? Mm -hmm. And I responded, Oh, I, you know, I'm still, you know, working on my doctorate and things are great. And today I'm moving in with my boyfriend and he responds. Hang on. Yes. <laughs> Let me just appreciate that you immediately acknowledged your boyfriend in your life. Yeah. I, I, we're, you know, in a committed relationship and, um, I'm, I think it's important to let the expectations be known. Mm -hmm. So creating well, those boundaries. Yeah. You immediately let them know there is someone significant. Right. You could have answered and just talked about you mm -hmm. and your doctoral studies and, yeah. and your life in New York City. You could have just said, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But you mentioned your boyfriend. I did. Okay. So yeah. go on. <laughs> so he responds and says, um, he, he said, oh, I didn't know. And he kind of continues asking me out, you know, when can we meet up? And at that time, you know, I was thinking, okay, you know, like I told him, you know, I'm, I'm trying to create this boundary. Yes. Um, he's not picking up on it. Yes. I want to be nice. You know, I care about him. Um, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but this is, you know, getting to be, uh, a little too much. Yes. And then I remembered my, what did you remember? My attending and ignoring skills. Yes. Right? So, <laughs> okay. Um, so when I do respond to his texts, yes, I can word it any way I want, but I'm responding to his texts. You are still responding. Attending. It's a reward. It's yeah. a reward. Yeah, yeah. So I'm reinforcing that behavior. Yes. And so I had to stop, right? And stopping is ignoring. 
that's a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable. isn't it? Mm -hmm. But you knew you had to stop if you really wanted to remain faithful in the way that you and your fiance have have agreed upon. And and the way that I want to, you know, have a relationship. It's the way you want to have a relationship. It's the way I want to have a relationship. It's so it's the way that I wanted to lead the relationship is being, um, you know, upright and, um, forthcoming and how, you know, I, I, I've created those boundaries and I was trying to communicate something that he just was not responding to. Right. So I had to go back to those basic skills. Yes. So So I needed to ignore. Okay. And was it as simple as that? You just stopped responding to his texts? Well, I did. And he would send another text and I would have to ignore that one. Oh, was that hard? Yeah, it was yeah. hard. Um, and then another one. And then another one. Yeah. And then you ignore that. Yes. And eventually it stops. And then it stopped because mm-hmm. no reinforcement by the attention of the response text. Exactly. Nice example. Thank you. <laughs> well, I have really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Thanks thank you for sharing me. yourself and, and your knowledge in psychology. Well, thank you very much for having me. It was uh, such a pleasure. And mine too. Thank you. It's been my pleasure to work with Ponderosa Studios of Lafayette, New Jersey, the sponsor of this episode. Warm sound, good people. If you enjoyed the show and would like to support us in your own way at no cost, press subscribe, leave us a rating, or share it with a friend.